Atlas Fights Bantamweight Champion, Levi Miles. What's going on, Levi? Uh, how's life right now under this uh, unique circumstances? Man, it's definitely unique. Uh, you know, it, it's, it feels like we're finally getting some normalcy back. Um, everything's going, getting back to normal. And it, it feels good to be back in the gym, back training, back doing my thing, you know. Uh, before we started this, uh, you were telling me about uh, your your training situation right now at the gym. You know, break, can you yeah. break that down again for me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the way it, it worked down here in Texas, they they opened stage one and they allowed like partial contact and stuff to, and people to come back into the gym. And, you know, it's supposed to be like uh, you're supposed to come in and do like warm ups and like one on one sessions with the coaches and stuff like that and have uh, groups of just hitting bags and stuff. So they opened that up, and the minute like the those the, that same week they uh, they opened that up, we had like twenty people show up for jujitsu class, hoping that the gym was back back open, you know. And coaches like, man, I can't like all of us understand that uh, like if we're there, we're not worried about the COVID situation, you know. So as much as it was kind of like against the rules of social distancing, we were like we we understand the risk and we like all signed a waiver and we we're like, we understand the risk and we're fully prepared to accept like the consequences. And like, if we have to quarantine ourselves, but so coach was like, after this week, man, we're just going full blast and getting back into it. And that's what we've been doing for the past two or three weeks now. Yeah. You make a good point on about, uh, when you're at the gym, you don't think about all the things that's going on outside in the world. It's an escape, you know, and people didn't have that for, for months or, for Lunch, weeks or wherever how long they've been on lockdown so yeah, yeah people must be eager to just be back in there and, and have fun yeah like i said man we, the moment we opened up man we had a, a gang of people it was over 20 something people in on the mats that night and they were like man we don't care we just want to train it's our release it's our it's our our getaway you know from the day-to-day -day grind so yeah when i look at your career man you started in 2014 as a teenager yeah. Um, yeah. who influenced you the most to, to start this career or to start this lifestyle as a fighter? And that's so hard to, to pick and choose. I've had many different role models in my career. I, uh, originally, uh, there was no like, uh, decision. It was, it, it was more, um, the basis of, I have, I have a younger brother and he, he's a, a year younger than me. He's a black belt as well. And, and like just growing up, we had that sibling rivalry, rivalry between each, each other. And we just always were trying to get one up on each other, you know, and eventually that led to us finding training in jujitsu. And from there, I, I kind of branched out on my own to do MMA. Um, so in the beginning, there was no real role model. It was kind of like always the plan, you know, it was just trying to get that one up on my, on my younger brother. Um, Eventually, though, as I started, like, really training for MMA and fights, uh, in the beginning, I, I definitely attribute a lot of my success to my coaches. And then uh, as a role model, I always had Johnny Bedford, one of my main tra uh, training partners and coaches, as, as a big role model to me. You know, he's on The Ultimate Fighter, uh, was in the UFC at the time. And uh, I was just training him with him for for fights, you know. Like, I, I was his one of his main jiu-jitsu partners when he was getting ready to face Hani Yaya, so... At that time, you know, I was really looking up to him, looking forward to, for him to do well. And I think, like, in the beginning especially, um, he was one of my big motivators and mentors in the game. Having a brother at home, jiu-jitsu must have been crazy. Like, sparring. Like, you don't, like you have endless every sparring day. sessions every day. Every day, dude. Um, I, it's kind of kind of weird now. I don't live at home with my parents anymore. Uh, he's in college now. He's going to, to school for wrestling. 
But dude, anytime, anytime I go back home, it, I, I can't go two minutes without us like trying to hug each other and it turns into a full blown wrestling match on the carpet. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always been like that. And I love my brother for it. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what creates the monsters in the cage, right? Just that, for that sure. always, yeah, you're sure. always on alert. Yeah. Always, man. We don't give up, a, we don't give up an underhook in our house. It's a, like a golden <laughs> rule. <laughs> You got a plaque on the wall. Don't give up an underhook. That's no, the don't rules. Give up, yeah. give up. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, you know, you, you talk about Johnny Bedford, but before that, what was the first gym you stepped inside of? Was it you and your brother went together and be like, okay, we're going to get into the jujitsu. Could you talk about the first couple weeks of yeah, training? Yeah. Did you just fall in love instantly? Or were you like, man, this shit is hard. Um, so originally me and my younger brother, uh, we were playing uh, peewee football, uh, like a youth sports, you know. And uh, at the time, I had gotten – like, I was going into the to the, the point where I could start playing school sports, and he was still playing peewee sports. Um, he had a teammate on his football team that was um, doing wrestling and and, and, uh, and was cross-training jiu-jitsu at this gym in Waxahachie. Now, we had heard about jiu-jitsu and stuff, and we had, like, wrestled around all, all throughout kids' years. But, you know, um, after after the football season was over, we were looking for something to do on our kind of like our off time. You know, it was summer break. We didn't have really much to do and we would always fight. So our parents were like, well, let's go try out this jujitsu thing. Let's go try out this uh, uh, this grappling stuff and we'll see if you like it. And you like it. We can try to set it up and get y'all going. Um, I walked into a gym in Waxahachie, Texas, a little town. But I mean, bigger than what the town we were living in at the time, but a very small town. Uh and I met my my jujitsu coach and the guy who gave me my black belt, Brandon Quick. Uh, he had just moved there from California a year before. I walked in in 2008, and from then it was like he he had a way of coaching us to always push me in a good direction. And while some of his stuff, like some of the stuff, um, I look back on now, I was like, dang, that was super super rough. But I, I thank him for it, and it it kind of pushed me to be who I am today. And I, I and you know, I look back now, I'm like. And I've been through some stuff, dude. It's uh, it was kind of crazy walking in and doing that, and then meeting Brandon. And here we are, twelve years later, and I'm still great friends with him. He just moved to to Florida. He's doing his thing, but uh, he gave me my black belt. I still love him to death, man. You're only 24, but you're 12 years ago you started, which means your yep. base. Do you consider your base jujitsu, or do you consider your base as MMA? Um. I think when I walked in, I had intentions to do MMA, but I just fell in love with jujitsu, man. I, I, I still love jujitsu. I love putting on a gi, like even though I train for MMA fights, I love putting on a gi. Uh, so yes, I do consider my base jujitsu. Like I said, I got my black belt uh, four years ago now, so it, it, it's been a long ride. But I definitely have put a lot of time into my jujitsu, and I think it pays off. And it shows in my, a lot of my fights. I have a lot of wins by uh, submission victory. Yeah, definitely. You, you. Uh... You snatch up that neck real quick. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> 2019, man, you started it off great. You ended it great. But in between, you had some bumps. You know, talk about yep. that period and, and what what you, what what you went through exactly. Uh, which specific one are you talking about? Are you talking right, about like right. the cancellations and, and, yeah. and the, you know, the fight that didn't, that fell through? Man, it's hard to, it's hard to say, uh. And it was a lot of it was a um, I don't want to say lack of discipline on my side, but it was it was it's just sometimes you get in that rut, and you, mm -hmm. as a fighter, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people could speak on it. It's it's just 
hard to stay motivated for a fight, hard to, hard to keep, be ready, you know. And I found myself getting into that motivation period, like coming back to who I was and who I am for fights a little too late. And it cost me to like uh, to have trouble making weight for that fight. And unfortunately, because of the athletic commission, uh, he doesn't have to accept the fight. And I don't I don't blame him for it. I, I missed weight on that one. And he uh, agent uh, declined. And I mean, nothing bad, uh, bad about him. Nothing, nothing ill will there. Uh, just a, a slip up on my part. And again, happens sometimes you know fighters miss weight sometimes you, you just have a bad cut a bad um a bad camp I feel like I had a bad camp on that one um but you know you adjust and from then on I I I've kind of vowed to myself to make 135 and for the last two fights I've made champ weight so that's what I'm looking to stay doing and keep keep working forward towards that yeah that that was a a, a unique situation the reason why I say that is because you already fought him before yeah and you beat him, so I would ex- I would have thought that you know even though you didn't make weight, maybe he would have took the fight anyways because he wanted to get the revenge, right? Right. Um. You know, some people would think like that too. Uh, but he knows. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's scared, but he also, but he knows. Like, I'm a tough fight. I'm a tough fight mm-hmm. for anyone at 135, and I I believe that even for guys in the UFC. And for me to miss weight and him to take that fight, I I just think. He understands that, like, man, you can't be doing that, especially at this level of uh, pros. You know, that's disrespectful on my part. But he also understands, like, giving up that much weight is a big disadvantage. I think he's a smaller 135er as well. So, like, he didn't want to accept that, you know. So I I don't blame him for it either. Yeah, especially when you're at this point of your career. And he's also, you know, in in an important, you know, point of his career where every fight counts. Every every fight fight can put you at the next level, right? Yeah, it, it could. Either one of us could could get a call up any day, man. Uh, one fight here, one fight there. Short notice calls, like it happens. You just gotta stay ready at this point. Well, earlier this year, you, you know, you're one of the very few on the regional scene that got a fight in, and it, it was a title fight. Uh, yep. You took on Carlos Vera, finished him in the second round. Um, yes, sir. After the 135 pound title, take us through that finish, man. Uh, it, it was it was beautiful, just like any other finish that you have. Um, man, he, he was a tough dude. I, I could tell. Um, I kind of really leaned into my grappling on that one. Uh, there were some, uh, some spots where I, I figured he had some tricky striking where he would spin and, 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 and try to throw some, like, some crazy kicks. I, so I figured after a certain point, if I could tie him up, wear him down, take some of his breath out, wind out of his sails, some breath out of him, uh, I'd be able to finish him. And eventually like, just like anyone else, man, I feel like I, my jujitsu really is the highlight of my career. And, taking him down I, I was able to work what i wanted to work and then eventually gave up his back and able to sink in the, the, the renegade choke man uh carlos is a good dude but uh i just think i outwork a lot of people and i think especially on the ground i'm a tough matchup for anyone at 135 do you feel like that is the performance that you would show people if they don't know who you are yet or is there another performance out there that uh that's that shows more of your skill set um, if you're looking for a great skill set, uh, man, it's so hard. I've had, I've had some, some wars with some people that I really look back on and I like, I like watching my work, my handiwork, especially like, uh, the Rafael Stotts fight I thought was an awesome fight on my part. I mean, I didn't get the W, but I felt like my striking looked good. I, even some of the grappling exchanges, I feel like he got some of the, the better parts of it, but I felt like I got some of the better parts of it. Um, I think the, the, the Carlos fight, uh, is a good, it's a good fight for me like to show people, but 
but I don't think it shows all of who I am. You know, I, I didn't stand up as much with him. Uh, I just, I wanted to get in there, get the win, get the belt on my, on my shoulder, you know? Well, yeah, that's the most important thing is to get that W. Um, For you sure. Won, you're seven out of your last eight. You, you know, you yep. got the belt wrapped around your waist. What's the next logical step for yourself? Um, well, so right now it's kind of weird because of this whole COVID situation. Um, Atlas is trying to open back up and find fights and, and get things scheduled. Um, at, at the current moment, uh, they're trying to book me for the end of July, I think, in Biloxi, Mississippi. I think uh, one of the casinos there opened back up. I don't know what the crowd situation is going to be like, but I think that's what they're trying to book me for now. Um, so what I figure is I just need to get in shape, get back into camp, and keep doing my thing. And then if a short notice call-up comes along the way to the UFC, I'm on my way to uh, to this fight. I'll take that uh, happily, you know what I'm saying? But it's just get back to work, get back to – doing my thing and get back to 135 so I can go and win this next fight and hopefully propel myself to the UFC anyways. Well, the UFC seems like they're looking at Texas a lot because a lot of the talent that they're signing on short notice is coming from Texas. You got Ike Villanueva just got signed from Houston. Yep. Uh, Anthony Ivey today yes, just got signed and on less than a week's notice. And uh, yeah, and those are some talented guys. You're one of the guys also in Texas that's doing his thing. And a bunch of other sure. guys. There's a long list, so um, I'm pretty sure you'll be there in the next year or so, that. no doubt, man. Uh, now, Texas one last thing. Like scrap. Yeah, yeah, Plus yeah, Texas definitely. Scrap, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, one last thing is like when when you watch MMA, you know, there's so many different types of competitors out there, and uh, and usually they're divided into two different types. Most of the time, you got the prize fighter, and then you got the mm. martial artist, right? Where would you consider yourself? Who would you? What would you consider uh, yourself? It's so hard to call, um, because like I said, I, I've been doing jujitsu for such a long time, and I think it really shows in my in my fights. So I would like to consider myself the martial martial artist. But man, there's been some times where I just get out there and it becomes a slugfest. Uh, mm. If I could make up a third category, I'd call myself an entertainer. I try to put on a okay. show for my fans, whether that's grappling or striking. You know. Um, if I'm leaning towards one, it's probably the prize fight, prize fighter, because I just like putting on that show for people. But uh, you know, I I really want uh, my name to go down as someone that was entertaining, rather uh, other than um, anything else. You know, I want people to remember me because just like Donald Cowboy Cerrone, he's, he takes all comers and he he shows up to fight. People like watching him. He's entertaining. It's it's an awesome uh, event when he fights, and I I want to be someone like that. You know. All right. Well, no matter if it's Atlas fights, if it's the UFC short notice, if it's contender series, people are going to be looking for you. Levi, thank you yep. so much for the time and, uh, and good luck and be safe out there in the, in these streets, man. Cause you got the yeah. COVID, you got the looting, you got so much going on, man. You just gotta, Great stuff, right I guess, man. stick, stick to what you know and, and just move forward, man. Thank you so much. No, no problem. Thank you, sir, for having me.